This is the NC Everything Podcast, a show where we talk about everything that has anything to do with North Carolina. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 55. I'm your host, Curtis, and today we're going to be talking about a member of the American royal family. Now, we both know that America doesn't actually have a royal family, but we like to assign king and queen to to certain people in our history. We got the kings and queens of comedy, the king of rock, and the king of pop. But today, we're going to be talking about the king of NASCAR. But I got a, a little bit of housekeeping to do before we get into that. And I'll start by welcoming you returning listeners to the show and welcoming any of you new listeners to the show. As far as you new listeners, I'm not sure how you found my show, but I'm, I'm sure glad you did. And I hope you like it enough to, to go back and listen to all my other episodes. And that you can do by going to the website at www.thencevertingpodcast.com. And right on the home screen, you can scroll through all my old episodes, or you can hit the episodes tab over on the left, and you can listen to my episodes and see the show notes. Also, if you're exploring the website, you can see a, a little write-up about me and the show. And I have a gallery where, when I get a chance, I post pictures from any trips I take around North Carolina. Now, the gallery is, is different from the show notes because in the show notes, I post links to pictures. So I didn't take those pictures, uh, and I, I don't want to get sued. And so I post a link, and you can click to see somebody else's picture. But in the gallery, those are pictures that, that me and my family have actually taken ourselves. Now, my favorite part of the website is the contact button. I love hearing from my listeners, and I'm constantly encouraging all of you to write in and let me know what you think about the show or suggest episodes. Or you can just say, hey, how you doing, and tell me where you're from. I actually get uh, several of them every week. Now, speaking of writing in, Ryan, thank you for the email and the great comments. It really does boost me up. Now, I've noticed that I do this thing where every few months I'm contemplating on shutting this thing down and, and then somebody, like Clockwork, they'll write me an email and, and they'll build me back up and, and then I remember why I started doing this thing in the first place. And With that re-motivation, I get back into my research and start looking up new stuff. Now, the last bit of self-promotion that I'm going to do is let you know that you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching the NC Everything Podcast in those uh, social media places. All right. Now, the last thing I want to do before we get into the content is let you know what's going on around North Carolina this coming up week. So today will be the last day of the Rowan County Ag Fair, but the Wayne Regional Ag Fair is going on right now, and it'll run until October 9th. The Cleveland County Fair is also going on right now, and it'll run until October 10th. The North Carolina Seafood Festival, and that's in Moorhead City, that started yesterday, and it'll run until October 3rd. And the Wilmington River Fest started yesterday, and it also runs to the 3rd. Um, oh, and the Greek Festival in Raleigh, it also started yesterday, and it runs until the 3rd. So there's three things back-to-back -back that end on the 3rd. All right, and moving on, the Brushy Mountain Apple Festival in North Wilkesboro, that's today. And the Old Front Porch Music Festival in Oriental starts on the 8th, and it runs until the 10th. And that is all I have on my list for the events. But like I have been saying in the past few episodes, I'm sure there is a ton of stuff I missed. And if you want to go to any of these things, definitely check ahead before you go to see if they've been canceled or, or schedule changed. 
because uh, we've been in this pandemic long enough to know that we really don't know what's going to be happening tomorrow. And now let's talk about the king of NASCAR. Now this, this could be a shorter episode, or I guess by the time you're listening to it, you'll know exactly how long this episode is, but it might've turned out to be one of my shorter ones. And it's not because, uh, Richard Petty isn't interesting. It's that Richard Petty done one thing for most of his life and that's race cars. And I'm going to tell you all about that, but, uh, he didn't go on a whole lot of different paths in life. It was, uh, race cars and until he retired. And then it was do race car related stuff until further notice. As far as I know, he's still doing that today. Now, one thing I want to confess right here at the beginning, I used to listen to the races on the radio on Sundays, but that is to say it was mostly just playing in the background while I was doing other stuff. Um, I used to like hearing them start their engines at the beginning and I'd kind of check in every once in a while, but uh, I've never been a huge race fan and I've never been a motorhead. Now, growing up in the South, and especially in my community, I grew up around a ton of people who wanted to to work on everything, especially their trucks and their cars, and they wanted to make them louder and and more powerful. Um, I was busy fishing and hunting when I was younger, so that jacked-up Frankenstein speed demon car stuff never really appealed to me. Now, I sure don't mean any disrespect to any of you race fans out there. It's just uh, growing up where most people were hitting the highway, I was hitting the woods. All right, now let's get into it. We're going to be talking about the king of NASCAR. Now, even if you're not a race fan, I'm sure you've probably heard of Dale Earnhardt. Um, you might think he's the king of NASCAR. Well, his nickname was the Intimidator. The king of NASCAR is a guy named Richard Lee Petty. And by the time this episode is over, you're going to know why they called him the king. All right. So Richard Petty was born on July 2nd, 1937 in a place called Level Cross. Now, Level Cross is a small town about 12 miles south of Greensboro and about 12 miles north of Ashboro. You will find that Richard Petty won a, a bunch of early awards in NASCAR, but he wasn't a pioneer in his family. His dad, Lee Petty, was a driver, and he won the Grand National Cup three times. Now, this race they call the Grand National Cup, eventually they would change the name to the Winston Cup. Lee Petty also won the very first Daytona 500 in 1959, and he is the founder of Petty Engineering and Petty Enterprises, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Back to Richard Petty. When he was 12 years old, he joined his dad's crew, and they say he was actually the crew chief. Well, he went to Randleman High School, and in 1958, at the age of 21, he joined NASCAR as a driver. His brother Maurice would build the engines, and his cousin Dale Inman would build the cars. Now, for all you NASCAR fans, you know what he was driving. That's right, it was a Pontiac Plymouth. But as American as car racing seems to be, Petty actually raced his first race in Toronto, Canada in July of 1958. Now, there was an issue. Richard Petty and his dad Lee Petty were both driving for NASCAR at the same time. Well, Lee Petty... He drove under the number 42. Well, that was okay and everything, but when Richard started driving cars for himself, he started out using some of his dad's cars. So to get around this, he just took the four off and drove under the number two. However, in 1959, he started driving his own car, and so he picked the number 43. That same year, 1959, he also got nine top 10 finishes, and he was named Rookie of the Year. So as you can see, Richard Petty really hit the ground running. 
As if to put a, a cherry on top of a great year, that year in 1959, he married Linda Owens. Well, in 1960, Richard Petty finally won his first race, and this was at none other than Charlotte Motor Speedway. He also had his first child in 1960, and they named him Kyle Petty. Now, Richard and Linda would go on to have three more kids. All of them were daughters. Now it's 1964, and Petty has been racing for six years. He's, he's still driving that Plymouth, but now it has a Hemi engine in it. Well, that old Hemi engine must have done something for him. Now, the reason I say that is, that year, he won his very first date. He also won his first National Cup that year. The next year, 1965, NASCAR changed the rules, and these rules made the Petty's Hemi engine illegal. And so, he left NASCAR, and he spent a year drag racing. But the following year, he did come back, and he won the Daytona 500 again. And this made him the first driver to ever win the 500 twice. The year after that, 1967, was one of the best years of his career. He came in first 27 times that year, and he won his second Grand National Cup. Can you imagine? At this point, he's only been racing for nine years, and in 1967, he wins 27 times in the same year. Now we're in 1968. Now, if you've not listened to my Hillsborough episode, that's episode 12, I remark on there that on September 15th, 1968, Richard Petty won the last race held at Okanichi Speedway in Orange County. Then they shut that place down. And if you listen to my episode on the North Carolina State Fair, that's episode five, I say on there that Petty won the last race held on the, the state fairgrounds, and that was on uh, September 30th, 1970. Now, after learning these two facts, I started joking that Richard Petty was bad for racetracks because it seems like, at least for the smaller ones, every time he wins at one, they shut down. Anyway, back to the story. In 1972, the president of STP got a hold of Richard Petty. Now, STP, if you don't know, is a, a motor oil company. They do other stuff now, but they started out with lubricants like motor oil. It stands for Scientifically Treated Petroleum. And the president at the time, his name was Andy Granatelli. So Granatelli calls Petty, and he wants to put the STP logo on Petty's car. Well, this worked out great because Petty was looking to, to get a sponsor, and Granatelli was trying to find a way into NASCAR. So they offer Petty a $250,000 sponsorship, and the rest is history. But the deal almost fell through. See, everybody knows that Richard Petty's car is blue. Well, Granatelli wanted to paint the car Day Glow Red because that's that's what the uh, STP color was, is Day Glow Red. Well, Richard Petty absolutely refused to have his car repainted. And I guess a, a mild argument broke out. Granatelli told Richard Petty to go home and sleep on it. And the next day, they reached a compromise. So they, they would paint the car blue and day glow red and that's pretty much how richard petty's car looked for the rest of his career now we're at 1971 the grand national cup nascar changes the name of the grand national cup to the winston cup this year and then richard petty won the winston cup and he did it again the next year in fact he won the winston cup in 71 72 74 75 and 79 now I already mentioned that he won the Daytona 500 in 1964 and 1966. 
Well, he also won that in 71, 73, 74, 79, and 1981. The last win of Richard Petty's career came on July 4th, 1984 at the Firecracker 400 held at the Daytona Speedway. It just so happened that Ronald Reagan was in the stands that day. Now, that was the last win of Richard Petty's career, but that's not the last time he raced. That, w- that was just the last time he won. The last time he raced was at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and this was the 1992 Winston Cup. What's really ironic is, yes, this was Richard Petty's last race, but this was the very first race for a young man named Jeff Gordon. And so in 1992, after 34 years of racing, Richard Petty finally retired. Now, later that same year, President George Bush gave him the Medal of Freedom Award. And if you don't know, this is America's highest award to a civilian. Now, Richard Petty was done driving cars in races, but I guess he just wasn't quite done racing because he decided to get into a political race. Now, before I tell you this next part, Richard Petty wasn't some cowboy who was a stranger to to politics. He was actually on the Randolph County Board of Commissioners for 16 years. But in 1996, he ran as a Republican for the North Carolina Secretary of State. The problem was it it appeared that, that he was hoping that he would win the office simply because of his racing fame. I read that he spent most of his campaigning signing autographs and, and talking about racing with uh, race fans. Um, they weren't really even sure what his platform was going to be. But what hurt him the most was during the campaign, he was charged with a hit and run. Now... He allegedly hit another car's bumper on the interstate and didn't stick around to talk about it too long. The accident wasn't too serious, and neither was the punishment. Richard Petty just got a small fine, but it gave his political opponents just what they needed to start throwing some mud around. And I can tell you, they did not hesitate. Well, election day came around, and Petty lost by about 200,000 votes. Now, what's funny is I read several articles to get this podcast up and going, And one article I read said that he lost by a really small margin. And then the rest of them said he pretty much got blowed out of the water. Um, 200,000 votes in a state is, it's a pretty good margin. Well, that night after the the news came out, Petty was quoted as saying that, uh, I'm not going to quote, but he said something along the lines of if he knew he was going to lose, he never would have ran in the first place. Anyway, you live, you learn. Now we're in 1997. He's been retired for five years. Well, this year, in 1997, he gets inducted into the International Motorsports Hall of Fame. Also, in 2010, the NASCAR Hall of Fame got started, and Richard Petty was right there with the first class going in. Now, just to put a bow on all this, I want to run down some of his career highlights, just to make sure you know why they called him the king. First, he had 127 pole positions in his career. Now, if you're not a race fan, a pole position is a starting position. It means you had the best qualification and you get to pretty much uh, lead the, the, the race. You start the race out in the lead. He won at least one race in 18 consecutive seasons between 1960 and 1977. He holds the record for 10 wins in a row. He had 513 consecutive starts and he had a total of 1,185 starts. And over the span of his career... He won 200 NASCAR races, and that includes the Winston Cup seven times and the Daytona 500 seven times. He was voted NASCAR's most popular driver in nine different years, and he was one of NASCAR's 50 greatest drivers of the decade. 
And I don't think you can think about NASCAR without thinking about Richard Petty. He left that kind of impression. Or the, the Petty Racing Team did anyway. You see, the, the Petty Racing Team, they're credited with coming up with roll bars, nylon window screens, cool helmets, and two-way radios inside the car. Now, speaking of the Petty Racing Team, Richard's son, Kyle, and his grandson, Adam, also took up racing. Kyle Petty actually became the team's CEO in 2000, after they merged to create Petty Enterprises. Now, unfortunately, on May 12, 2000, Adam Petty, like I said, that was uh, Richard's grandson, Adam Petty was killed during a practice session for the Bush 200, and this was up at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So what happened was that he was going into turn three, and his throttle got stuck wide open, and he crashed head-on into the wall. And this killed him pretty much instantly. Now, before the NASCAR world hardly had a chance to breathe, another guy was killed. This was eight weeks later when a rookie named Kenny Irwin Jr. died on that same track in that same turn. Then, in the year 2000, a driver in the truck series named Tony Roper had a wreck and he was killed with similar injuries as Adam and Kenny. So finally, in 2001, NASCAR finally mandated the use of the Hutchins device. Now, this device was used to pretty much hold the head in place so it wouldn't go flopping around in case you, you ran into something. And it, it really has made uh, driving these race cars a lot safer. Unfortunately, before the new safety rules were, were really put into place, Dale Earnhardt Sr. was killed at the Daytona 500 from a head injury when he crashed into a wall. As you can see, it seems like it's been ups and downs for the Petty family uh, pretty much since he retired. For example, in 2002, Petty was inducted into the Automotive Hall of Fame, and in 2014, his wife, Linda, lost her battle with cancer. Now, outside of driving race cars and attempting to politic, he's also been the face of Goody's headache powder for years, and he's appeared in several movies like Days of Thunder and Stroker Ace. He also did some voiceover work for the movie for the movie Cars 3, which came out in 2017, and he voiced the character of the king. And he lives in a house he named Winter's Retreat. Now, Winter's Retreat is a 90-acre Wyoming ranch that Richard Petty bought in 1992 when he retired. Now, if retiring to a ranch doesn't sound nice enough, I'm sure the deal gets sweetened by having Yellowstone National Park right next door. And the last thing I'm going to mention is the Richard Petty Museum. Now, the Petty Museum is actually in Level Cross, where Richard Petty's from. As a matter of fact, they took Richard Petty's home place and turned it into the Richard Petty Museum. So if you go out here to see it, not only are you going to see all sorts of Richard Petty memorabilia, mem memorabilia wow, that was a tough one, um, they got several of his cars out there too, um, you're also going to see the house that Richard Petty was raised in. The museum is located on Branson Mill Road, but uh, get online and check their hours before you go out there. Because uh, if for me, it's an hour away from where I'm sitting right now. A lot of you are probably going to be closer, and a lot of you are going to be farther away. So uh, definitely check those hours. And that's Richard Petty, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the show and learned a little bit, and maybe I just created some new NASCAR fans. If you're disappointed that the name Earnhardt didn't come up more in this episode, be patient. The Earnhardts are definitely on my list. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when new episodes come out and follow me on social media by searching the NC Everything Podcast.
And that's all for this episode. So I'll talk to you next time. The music in this episode comes from archesaudio.com and freepd.com.